Frontier presents A Tale of Two Homes. I moved in with Frontier Gig Fiber and have been gaming and surfing up a storm with super fast speeds. And I moved in without it and haven't. So you don't have a 100% fiber optic network with 99.99% overall reliability? That's correct. Well, it's never too late to upgrade. Don't just move. Move up. Switch to Frontier Gig Service for just $69.99 a month with auto pay and get a $200 Visa reward card on us. Go to Frontier.com slash moving for complete offer details. Service is subject to availability and all applicable terms and conditions. You bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, the movies. Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost. So all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Source Material. My name is Jesse Starcher, and tonight, we, <laughs> that's not the way to get this started. It's going to go right off in a tail. Yvonne! 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 Uh, this podcast is on the Instagram! Uh, man. Jessica Jones! <laughs> Jessica Jones! So, uh, tonight we're talking... Jessica Jones! Jessica Jones! <laughs> At some point, we're going to start talking about it. Um, we're, we are discussing the 2000, oh man, 2016 series, I want to say, Jessica Jones, Volume 1, Uncaged. Now, there was two that I saw. One was from 2015. The Uncaged uh, graphic novel that we're talking about is the first six issues of the 2016 series. Uh, so we're doing this for a reason. And here to tell you that reason is Mark Radlich. But before we get to him, I've got to say hi to Ronnie Adams. See how I do those intros. I, I did a swerve. I did a swerve intro. Ronnie, Ronnie Adams, how you doing? I've forgotten how to podcast, Jesse. <laughs> what is this? What is this thing that sticks out from my headphones? <laughs> That's his penis. <laughs> no. What? Wait, Ron- why does it always go down that road with you? That's Mark Radlich. Mark Radlich. Hello. Never-ending penis jokes. Um, Isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? Oh, miss the soundboard. So, Mark, we chose Jessica Jones. You chose. Oh, are we already done with Jesse? Uh, with with Ronnie, rather? No, oh, yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie's Ronnie said his piece. Everybody knows what he sounds like. He made it. He made a joke. Let's, let's hear from Ronnie Adams. Shut up, Ronnie. All right, <laughs> right. <laughs> What? Why did we decide to go with uh, Jessica Jones and talk about that this evening? Jessica Jones season two comes out on Netflix uh, Thursday, March eighth. So we are going to re- <laughs> stop a rump thing. Um, we are going to do a TV party for it on the fifteenth of March. <laughs> 
And while uh, and so to gear up for that, to synergize with that, we here on the source material are going to review a trade paperback of the latest Jessica Jones series. Gotcha, gotcha. Before we get into this, the story itself here, like I said, it came out in, uh, in Marvel 2016. This was man, I, it was after the first series released, right from Netflix. <coughs> Yeah, uh, the the first Netflix series release. So this comes out after that. What's uh, Ronnie? Um, I'll just go ahead. I'm pretty sure because Miles Morales and uh, uh, Kamala Khan show up in the first issue of this. And you know, were they in the six one six? You know, the the current continuity when? Help the, me out. What do you mean? I, I was asked. I was asking I'm trying to I, figure out timelines. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm bad at this. Okay, okay, this references Secret Wars, though. Does it? Yes. Yes, it does. We'll talk about that here in a second. <laughs> what I'm asking. Yeah, is, I remember. Okay. This comic book series came out. Did did it come out after the Netflix series that was? Really I'm pretty cool. sure. Yes. I think you're right too. I think. It, yeah, I think that's it. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm pretty. Okay, why sure don't you guys because... keep going here, and I'm going to look up when the first season of Jessica Jones came out. All right. Because so, it'll be on my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> what uh ronnie Ams, what do you think of the netflix series when it released it it, it was rough <laughs> yeah. it was not what i was expecting so it took a um a i wish second were, what, huh? i wish pat i wish pat were here <laughs> we need pat and gavin for this they hate everything <laughs> and admittedly so i mean like, they do Gav- yeah they were especially i'm laughing because they were especially brutal to, to this show Hmm. well it was probably one of the most dark of the marvel series i mean daredevil got dark in some places but i really think it just was dark because... yeah and it, it it was it's not a superhero show per se i mean it's not you know daredevil or or iron fist or anything like that it's more of a it's a detective show you know mm-hmm. yeah and you know you have to you have to go into that go into the show knowing that so I did not. So it, it was like not my favorite thing. It's still, I mean, like I, I have a respect for it, but it's still like it's not the top of the line for me in the Marvel shows. Would you say it's like bottom five? Mm, yeah. Okay. I could understand that. I, I remember watching it with my wife and I enjoyed it. And Jessica Jones, was she was a clearly a broken character and, and mm-hmm. then, you know, deservedly so for all the crap that she had to go through well, yeah. in, that, in that series by the hands of the Purple Man. Which they did an excellent job in Alias, the the um, first, you know, Jessica Jones series. Yeah, the series for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Bendis that did that, I think. And yep. um, and he did this one as well. Mm-hmm. He did an excellent job of taking a man named the Purple Man, uh, just a Z-list character, and, and turn him into something that you despise instead of laugh, laugh at. Yeah, a very formidable foe. Yeah. And a very oh, man, twisted, twisted guy as well. Uh, and yeah. I, so many props go to David Tennant for portraying him. Oh heck yeah! So well in the series, uh, David Tennant's one of my favorite actors. He's my favorite Doctor. For any Doctor Who fans out there, that's everybody except for Ronnie Adams. Not everybody likes Doctor <laughs> Who. I'm sure there's others out there like-minded individuals. I don't watch Doctor Who. Well, then you guys See? obviously are missing out. Ronnie, I tried to get Ronnie to watch a couple episodes. And I watched a couple of episodes. Okay. That's why I don't like it. I all right then. So <laughs> so I mean uh, I was just saying this show and my show, you know, I've always been a staunch Doctor Who 
um, naysayer. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. And at least I'm consistent. We won't have a discussion about that, but we can both agree on the fact that uh, Doctor Who sucks. No, David Tennant was a great actor. Oh, absolutely. The All right. Episode. So we did a Je- Jessica Jones review on Wednesday, November 25th of 2015. Okay. So the series came out and then uh Netflix series came out and then this uh comic book series came out. So this is a character that if you were watching Netflix and it was brought to you, uh, you know, th- this was Netflix was your first exposure to that character. This this book kind of it doesn't pick up where the other one le- where the series lays off or anything like that, but you get a sense of the character that was in Netflix is definitely the character you deal with here in this comic book series. Mark, I mean, what do you think of the Netflix series before we proceed with the book? I loved it. It's probably my second favorite of all the uh, Marvel TV shows. My first one being uh, Luke Cage, obviously, because hashtag Black folks. But um... oh my god. <laughs> Why is that a problem for you? It's not a problem. <sighs> okay. things, you say things that make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Are you afraid because I said hashtag black folks? Al Sharpton is going to run into your house and hit you in the you chair? Know, you never know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anywho. So anyway, I loved Luke Cage. It's my favorite of all the Marvel shows. I, I frankly didn't think there was enough music, and I and I seem to be in the minority on that. Yes, sir, but, you are. <laughs> everyone's just like, too much music. Oh, no. I need another concert, please. Can uh, we put another concert in here? Why is there so much music? <laughs> I hate music. Ugh. So anyway, uh, Jessica <laughs> Jones was my second favorite. I really, I enjoyed the uh, delving into the psyche of a battered and uh, um, abused woman. I, I enjoyed the the nod towards rape culture in the show. Um, I know that made a lot of guys uncomfortable. A lot of guys we know uncomfortable. I mean, it's it's easy to say, oh, you know, we'll, we'll dismiss them because they hate everything. They specifically hated it for that reason, and they they were very dismissive. People pointed to the fact that the show was empowering for women, and then you had guys sort of tearing it down, going, "How is it empowering for women?" You know, for her to behave the way she did. It was empowering because, you know, of the, if, if you think about like, like the, was it the me next or me too, the me too movement uh, that's recently gone on. Not the me next movement. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's a terrible name for a movement, especially with what's been going on. Um, me too. You know, when you think about what women are talking about, they're saying that, you know, aspects of our. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Aspects of our lives are marginalized. You know, the, the sexual abuse, the the mistreatment and all of these things. It's only been in, in really in recent years that women could speak up en masse and only en masse were they even acknowledged and something was done about it. And I think Jessica Jones spoke to that and it spoke to it well. And I don't think a lot of guys are comfortable with it. I am. I am a feminist. Hear me roar. Jessica Jones. All right. So we have a, we have a tale. We have a tale here that is told by one Brian Michael Bendis. The artist is Michael Gatos. Our colors are Matt Hollingsworth. <laughs> All right, so I'm, what I'm going to do here, I'm going to synopsis. Uh, we got six issues to go through. So I'll do synopsis for two issues apiece. Ronnie, I think I gave you the first set. I'll take the second set. Mark, you got the final set, and we're just going to bring up a talking point for each each of uh, each one of those that we have. And then we will call it a night here, go through plugs and all that good fun stuff. <laughs> all right, there's your format. All right. So he thinks. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Issues one through two. Jessica Jones, once an Avenger, is now getting released from jail. The reasons she was in jail are a mystery, but even more strange is the unknown person that posted her bail. Attempting to get back to what she considers normal, Jessica returns to her private eye business, Alias Investigations. But she has encounters with Misty Knight, Spider-Woman, and Luke Cage. The encounter she has uh, with them, they are asking her the same question, all three of them. Where's Jessica and Luke's daughter? As she tries to avoid answering anyone who is asking, Jessica takes on a case for a wife by the name of Mrs. Brownlee, whose husband doesn't believe he is in the right reality. And she wants to hire Jessica to find out if that is actually the case. A day or so later, during the investigation, Jessica receives a call from the wife's phone but there's a detective who looks an awful lot like Gus Fring from uh, Breaking Bad uh, <laughs> on the other side, insisting that Mrs. Brownlee has been murdered by her own husband. Before she can explain, she is attacked and knocked unconscious by the criminal known as the Spot. <laughs> the Spot. What do you think of the Spot there, Mark? Have you ever see that guy before? Um, I thought that was very Looney Tunes. <laughs> It was he's very much as, as, as he's a Spider-Man villain uh, villain. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know if I've ever read anything with him in it, but yeah, this, I, I've heard of him. But as soon as I saw the fist coming out of the he's unmistakable, he's just completely pale white with black dots all over him. And he, apparently he's invisible and can hit you like right out of nowhere. Very much like a Looney Tunes, uh, Looney Tunes animation. But all right, Ronnie, Missing Adams, a mallet. Yeah, there you go. Ronnie Adams issues one through two, my man. What do you what, I, do, you, what do you think? Right off the bat, I mean, it, if you if you've ever read anything in the past with her, you don't expect Jessica Jones, unless it's like alias or you know, any of her solo stuff, um, to be this but mm -hmm. uh, you don't expect her to be this uh, this rough. I mean, like, but she is the epitome of like the hardened private detective. Like, you know, the private detective movies you, you you always see spoofed in the in in other movies or you know the actual movies where you walk into the you know it's just a dark office with a desk in it, a liquor bottle in the in the drawer. Yeah, and you know they're talking to themselves. You know, Why would she have to walk into my office? You know, kind of a deal. <laughs> I mean, it's very noir. It's very you know her that her whole situation is is very noir very very detective old detective movie-esque and i love that because it's so different for a superhero which we didn't really even talk about her power set <clears throat> can she fly because that comes up a couple times i don't know if she sort can fly or she can <laughs> or she jumps <laughs> one or the other i, I know she could jump I, at one time i thought she had the power of flight but not like it's kind of like Jessica Drew. She she can she can levitate really fast. Okay. <laughs> or you know you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not like a Superman flight or you know even though that's a different you know comic book company uh, or or anything like that. It's um, it's very limited. Okay. So I'm not sure if and in this she just looks like she's just jumping. Yeah. So yeah, and also there's she's got super strength. Mm -hmm. I mean, I say super strength. I mean, it's more like a enhanced strength. Yeah. Um, she's not, she's not as strong as, as Luke Cage, mm -hmm. but she's pretty strong. And if you've watched the series, you know, kind of what you get with that character is what you're seeing here. Still seems kind of broken, kind of distant, mm -hmm. um, very closed off to people, well, sarcastic. I mean, <laughs> 
<laughs> right off the bat, they lead you to believe that you know, like I mean, right off the bat, they're like, "Where's the where's the baby? Where's the baby?" Dude, oh I didn't God. even know. I, I'm okay. Well, I shouldn't say that because I have read a book uh, that was called Secret War. Okay, now this mm-hmm. was this was different from Secret Wars. This was a I think this was an espionage shield play where yeah. Nick Fury was involved. And I remember, I think it was, it was Luke Cage who was either Luke Cage was in a coma or Jessica Jones was in a coma. But I remember for some reason there being mention of her being pregnant in that book. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I knew they, they, that she was pregnant at one point. I did not know they had a baby. And yeah, I've read, I've read some Avengers stuff where they've, you know, they've addressed them having a baby and they've, you know, showed, shown the baby. I think in, uh, what's the, the storyline with the, uh, secret invasion. Okay. Jarvis is a scroll is a scroll mm-hmm. and he kidnaps their baby. Oh, okay. Um, so I've read a lot of stuff where the baby has has debuted. Squirrel Girl was her babysitter for her nanny for a while, <laughs> um, and that's where I found out that apparently Wolverine and Squirrel Girl had a thing at one time. Oh uh, yeah, I, I did not know that she. Uh, I didn't know she had the baby. I didn't know what all became of that. So and clearly, this is Secret War. I think happened in like 2004. It was before Civil War happened, if I remember correctly. And everybody's mind was wiped, if I remember right. Also. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing that happened in here? I, I think it was, it might have been the issue too, where they were kind of looking at that backstory. She was pregnant and Luke was talking to her. And I sent it to Mark here on the chat. Well, I sent it to both, all of us on the chat mm-hmm. where he was reciting that story where he met up with Dr. Doom and he's like, give me my money, honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what? a good, that's some classic of Luke Cage right there. What was the, what was the, the total of the, the sum of the money? $200. Yeah, that's right. $200. He went, he went after a master of the, <laughs> Mystic uh, arts, mystic arts, and, yep, and uh, desperate ruler of a country for two hundred bucks. <laughs> hey man, it's a bitch better have my money, not some, not half, but all my cash. I enjoy a good mystery, and that's what this was. You know, they why is she in prison? Why mm-hmm. is she being bailed out by this? Who is this mystery person that bails her out? Why is she bailing her out? Is she going to betray Captain Marvel? Is she going? Is she on the side of Captain Marvel? Why is she hiding the baby? They, you know, this was very cinematic in that respect. Yeah. They threw a lot at you in the beginning, and by the end of the trade, it's all neatly tied together, but it leaves her, you know, her decisions to go through with this plot and save the day and be a hero make her worse off than when she started, and that's kind of her tragic tale. It's one of the things I liked about the book. Mm-hmm. Things work. Things never work out for her, no matter how hard Ever. she yeah, the universe hates Jessica Jones. She's the Charlie Brown of, of if, if I mean, you know, Spider Man occasionally gets the girl, you know, and, and has good things happen to him. She, she, nothing good ever happens to Jessica Jones. And that's a key point to remember because that not only do we realize that as readers, but she begins to realize that throughout this book. And, and of course, we'll talk about that as we get towards the end. But yeah, it's, she's, it's just bad luck for her left and right. Again, that had, am I wrong in saying the detective is Gus Fring? I wish I could remember the actor's no. name. That is that dude, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Pollo Loco or whatever the thing yes. is. Bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Looks just like him. Uh, and I had to have been on purpose. And I'm wondering if like that pays off later on. Not in this, not in this series. Or like not later on, they eat chicken together or make meth. <laughs> I, you know what? It, or make that, chicken meth. <laughs> interesting. Um, Feed meth to chickens. Did you guys recognize or realize or see? Um, did you see 
the color of his tie. A chicken eating meth. His <laughs> the color of Gus Fring's tie throughout the whole throughout the whole issue. I've got the book open. I'm looking for a picture of Gus Fring. Yes, take a look at the color of his bow tie. It's probably and purple. It is, and I I it, that has to come up later on in the uh, in, in the, the series. series. This is this yeah. is twelve issues, I think total. So makes me wonder. I don't know, but there was a point where I was like, I wonder if this is the Purple Man somehow, some way. But anyway. That's neither here nor there. Uh, my my theory of that it's Gus Fring blasted into an alternate reality is probably more probable than it being the Purple Man. I'm just putting that out there. All right, let's get into issues three and four. So she's knocked unconscious by the spot. All right, while she's in the middle of that conversation with the with the detective, like you do if you're George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jessica. What's the best way I can show? I love this woman. <laughs> punch her and then tell her. I would you punch her. her in the teeth. How are you, lover? Right afterward, as she's unconscious. So Jessica, after being attacked by the spot, awakes, being tied to a chair in a basement. Her abductor, a woman by the name of Allison, claims that she was the one that got Jessica Jones out of prison and is now laying out a convincing argument as to why Jessica should consider giving her information about her so-called friends, the heroes that turned their back on her while she was in jail, essentially trying to get her to become a mole. Uh, She allows Jessica to leave of her own free will, and Jessica seems to be considering Allison's point of view. A short time later, Jessica Jones meets with Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and discloses her encounter with Allison, and it appears that this has all been set up with Jessica Jones' bait. When Jessica tells Carol that it was Allison uh, Green that she met with, Carol is very concerned, as this was apparently a civilian that Carol had interrogated rather roughly in the past, rather roughly in the past, and has now turned her into a formidable threat, as there have already been three heroes murdered with many, many more expected. Leaving, Jessica Jones is determined to meet up with the detective about Mrs. Brownlee's murder, and it turns out her husband, Mrs. Brownlee's husband, Mr. Brownlee, has been waiting in a holding cell just to talk to Jessica, asking for Jessica, as a matter of fact. That's issues three and four, so I guess I got the talking point here. Uh, This is clearly where they kind of you know is is it is it this or is it that where okay now we have allison who has talked jessica into possibly turning on her friends but then shortly thereafter we find out it's all a big setup by uh carol danvers and shield well i say carol danvers shield is kind of like left in the dark here but uh i mean i don't know at this point i'm trying to figure out if jessica jones is happy with the fact that she was in jail. I, I don't recall them saying why she went to jail. Do you guys remember that at all? Uh, did, did they say why? I, I can't than... recall. Yeah. I'm, I'm... They no, even... they never, I don't believe they ever actually said why she was in jail. Okay. Just that, that, that putting her in jail was to make it look like she had fallen as far as she could go. It would be easy pickings for the South and broad. Yeah. And the point I was trying to make here in regards to the will they won't they thing. I mean, Mark said it earlier. This is a, this is and this is a mystery uh, and, and almost along the lines of, you know, and I wouldn't say a spy spy mystery, but, uh, you know, like a crime drama. Mark, how many times did you watch a shield where somebody was or the shield make that the wire um, and the shield? Probably. How many times have you watched that show where they were doing the whole uh, setup? And, and getting ready, trying to get somebody to be bait in, in order to catch the bad guy. Oh, all the time. That happened quite a bit, I would imagine. Yep. Um, let's talk about Luke Cage. A good bit of this book is Luke, Luke Cage's struggle 
to try and deal with the fact that Jessica just will not tell him where the kid is. And it's it's almost kind of heartbreaking to watch Jessica throw what she had, if there's anything left between her and Luke. I don't even know if there was at the beginning. You know, in, in the TV episodes themselves, it's kind of a, it's definitely a strained relationship. If there's a relationship there at all, very thin line. I, I have two questions, Ronnie. One, did is, does this follow in the same continuity as Alias? I mean, is this the sort of one continue in the pulse? Is this all one continuous story? Uh, I think. Okay. And have you heard of the? Um, I think it's a middle school teacher who ran a white supremacist podcast. I think. Uh, have you heard about this? <laughs> No, no, I haven't. A Florida school is investigating a social studies teacher who was who was behind an anti-Islam, anti-Semitic, racist podcast and social media account. Wonderful. That was all over the news this morning. Wow. Oh, good. I haven't heard anything about that. Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, for your niche talk radio market, there's comics and then there's white supremacy. (laughs) Choose one, but choose wisely. Yep. Anyway. Um, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to back to the serious topic Luke of Cage. here. Okay. Um, Tell so me what yeah, I really felt for him in, in this because I mean, you know, here's a guy like I, I've read some of Alias. I haven't read all of it yet, but I've read some of Alias, and uh, you know, Luke Cage and, and Jessica Jones obviously become a thing, and you know, it's like he's like the only guy that really understands her. He, I mean, how many times as a man have you been been in the position of apologizing for a crazy woman? And you're like everyone else is like, run, run like hell. She's nuts. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, you don't understand. You don't know her the way I know her. That sort of shit. You know, they they get married and they have a kid. And then all of a sudden, for no good reason, she ends up in prison. The kid disappears. And he's like, just give me my at this point. Like, you're a lunatic and that's fine. Be a lunatic somewhere else. But give me my child. And then like the pain that she has in, in keeping it from him, knowingly keeping it from him. Because she has this mission to accomplish and she can't let him in on it lest anyone be, you know, find out that she's, you know, full of shit. You know, and in the at the end of the day, yeah, she saved the day, but she lost but she loses her daughter. And it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, see, this is like when my wife asked, me, like, why do you read comics? Like, this is why I read comics. Because when they're written well, they're written about people with 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 real stupend- issues stupendous ability stupendous abilities but real human issues because mm-hmm. take away the fact that he you know he can't be uh he 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 can't be penetrated and she, and she you know, she's super unlike oh let's giggle let's giggle <laughs> you know what i mean you silly guys um i wasn't laughing <laughs> He's invulnerable. She's super strong, but that's not the point. Uh, that's not the point of the book. The point of the book is their conflict with each other. And yeah. internal conflict. Yeah, and themselves. internal conflict. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Ronnie. Hold on. I want you to make that into a ringtone for me. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah, so, absolutely right, Jed. You're absolutely right. All right, let's get into issues five and six. And then uh, we, Mark, Mark Radlich will send us, send us out of here with his final talking point. Here we go. We just, the, we last left Jessica Jones getting ready to walk into the holding cell to talk to Mr. Brownlee, this, this murderous dude that she was initially investigating. And I think she somewhat blames herself a little bit too, because of all the crap that's been going on around her at one point she had, she was tailing Mr. Brownlee and then, Something happened that uh, I think she noticed that was when she noticed Spider-Woman took off after her and she lost track of this guy. So she probably blames herself for the fact that this or at least 
feels somewhat responsible for the fact that this guy murdered his wife. Now, remember, this guy says that he was because he was saying he was from a different reality. And that was what his, his wife was initially concerned about. But now his wife is dead at the at his own hands. So there's nothing matters. Yes. The discussion with Mr. Brownlee leads to some revelations. Number one, he is most likely from a world prior to the events of Secret Wars. Uh, so it, for those that have not really me and Ronnie, I think you me and you covered issues one through nine, didn't we? Each issue, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. You can go back in the archive, check those out if you can find them there. But I can tell you the, the sum of it all is a bunch of heroes came together and ben Grimm turned into a wall. Johnny Storm became the turned sun. into the sun. <laughs> there was some very bad stuff that happened. Our heroes of the Marvel Universe had to make a decision and brought all of these alternate realities down to one. And that's the current Marvel Universe that we're seeing. What they thought happened, there were some that remembered, some heroes that remembered this occurring, some that their minds were completely wiped and think that this reality is the reality that's supposed to be. There are also some civilians out there, such as Mr. Brownlee, that for some reason or another, remember the reality that they were in and are now stuck with this reality. Uh, and that has drove him number two. I mean, let me, I was going down a list here. Number one, he is most likely from a world prior to the events of secret wars. Number two, he remembers everything that the heroes did to try and save one reality while ending scores of others. Number three, this realization has drove him insane to the point where he killed his wife and drank her blood. Number four, he now believes nothing matters, and his story is so convincing that Jessica now has even more reason to distrust the heroes, her friends, that surround her. Uh, now, after this discussion with Mr. Brownlee or interrogation, however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, he confessed, so there's not really much to interrogate about, but just this discussion with him. Allison returns, and Jessica is now more than willing to accept her offer of money in exchange for information so her and her daughter can get away from New York and her, this insane life. She gives Allison all the info she needs to take out Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, and Jessica says she wants to watch because... What difference does it make? Nothing matters. As Allison, Jessica, and the spot lure Carol Danvers to the same place they had met a few days before, the attack begins. Using technology to dampen Carol's powers, Allison has the upper hand, gloating and giving her details about the next few superhero hits that are coming after Carol is killed. Finally, Jessica looks at Carol and asks if that is enough, and the jig is up. Allison and the spot and her thugs walked into a shield trap, and the bad guys are now under arrest. Somewhat satisfied with saving the day, Jessica heads to her mother's house to go see her daughter, only to find that Luke Cage was there a short time earlier and took their girl with no intent on forgiving Jessica for the anguish that she had put him through. And that's how we end issues five through six there. So, Mark, what's your thoughts, man? Uh, well, like I said before, I God, if you if you, if you whether or not you have a child, you have to totally sympathize with Luke Cage and what he was going through, you know, and he ha he has no idea what she's doing or why she's doing it. She just knows that he hid his kid. And I know that there's no good reason. There's no reason good enough for my wife to have, to, to ever hide my kids from me. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, imagine how he feels, you know, and then turn it around and imagine how she feels where she's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I got her out of harm's way because I have to go deep cover to get this woman who's out to get the superheroes 
you know, and it's like she, it's like even when she wins, she loses. Yeah, and it's not like Luke Cage didn't give her a chance after chance to just say all he wanted was her daughter. Why couldn't she just say, okay, well, yeah, go get your daughter. I'm not telling you anything here that I'm doing, but you can go get her. And I don't you think, think you're, you think your wife would willingly give up her, you know, having control of where her, where her children were. <sighs> I don't know about that. I kind of can see where she's coming from here, but I, I would say that her daughter was probably, I don't know. I, I would want to say that he's we also don't know what the context of their relationship is. That's true. At some point she could have just walked away from both her and the kid and said, I, you know, I'll be back when I'm ready. And he probably would have taken her back. No harm, no foul. Mm hmm. But we don't know where they are in their relationship when she's just like, nope, I'll just bring the kid to my mom's. Yeah, and, and the relationship with her mom, she was intent on hiding this her daughter from anybody trying to find her. Because there's a point where uh, I think Luke and Iron Fist are sitting there talking about, okay, he's, I mean, Luke's pissed. He's clearly pissed. And it takes Danny Rand saying, okay, well, you know, where would be the last place that she would take her? And, and you know, I, I finally Luke realizes, well, yeah, it's because her and her mom haven't talked in forever. That's something well, that needs him to believe. Go ahead. The other thing, that, the other thing to, to think about is it all ended up working out rather neatly. But what if it didn't? And what if this woman tried to hurt Jessica? She would immediately go after Luke Cage and the kid. True. Or, you know, she would at the very least go after Luke Cage and the kid would be in harm's way. Yeah. So that's, I think, the other reason why she went out of her way to hide her with her mom, where nobody looking for a superhero's kid's going to go look. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think overall, you know, last year um, from my deathbed, we uh, we reviewed the Greg Rucka Wonder Man, Wonder Woman, rather. And I, I remember... Well, we actually just reviewed the one story, but it was in, but it was in the it was edited into the Greg Rucka uh, trade paperback run for Wonder Woman. And I remember talking about the Greg Rucka run and saying, like, this is a really weird comic book because nothing like really heroic happens. It's like Wonder oh. Woman just kind of walking around doing stuff, you know, and, and being a and being a, a diplomat. But this Going yeah. shopping. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, this was Hikatea, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, yeah. And while it's, not, I, I wouldn't say it's that level, but it, it, you know, it really a lot of this story is just the trials and tribulations of this really broken woman, which is weird for a comic book. When you, you know, in, in the hero universe, there are lots of different kinds of comic books out there. Not every one of them is about heroes, but Marvel, that's their Marvel and DC. That's both. Well, no, Marvel, that's their stock and trade. DC stock and trade is the universe exploding. Um, <laughs> well, here's and here's yeah, something to remember. It's coming to get everyone. Here's something to remember, though. What the, the writer that we're reading right now is about to be unleashed on Superman. Brian Michael yeah. Bendis is going to be taking over the helms, the the, the, the helms. The rains, Helms, the rains, Shane Helms, Helms. <laughs> the hurricane, the hurricane. Stand back, <laughs> stand back. Uh, yeah, he's he is about to take over super, writing Superman. So these tales that we're hearing, That's you know, being odd. told that are that are yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we talked about what we thought he was going to do on the Brian Michael Bendis show. Superman, I don't think was one of the I options. Don't think so. <laughs> We didn't think that was going to be happening uh, because it's such a, a a grand scale and such a huge character. I'd rather so, see him right, like Hawk and Dove or. Well, know, it's Aquaman it's going to be or... it's going to be interesting to see if Batman. 
the personal tales that yeah i mean mark you're right he can write a dark character a brooding character jessica jones are both of those things superman is not so where now but i'll tell you what i can see i can see why they made the decision because i'm already interested in reading superman and i own very very few anything superman i really don't like the character yep it'll be interesting to see what his take will be and how he how he spins a tale and how he tells a story with superman at at the uh, forefront Uh, but but anyway yeah these these realistic (laughs) stories just like you're talking about mark compared to the universe crashing dc it's stark contrast Anything else before we close up shop here? Nope, I'm good. All right, Ronnie. No, you got some- yeah, no, I'm good. You got any final thoughts on the book? You did you like it? What'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I I, I just kind of keep it the same in the same. Uh, it's in it, for me. It's in the same vein of of Alias. It's just like really dark. Yeah, it you know it was all over the place for me, kind of. Yeah. Uh, on the second on the second read, I kind of understood. I didn't understand what the hell the point of Mister Brownlee was uh, until I read it the second time, and the purpose of him is to make is to make Jessica Jones and you, the reader, doubt her allegiance to yeah. to her friends and. Because what he's talking about there, if you're familiar with the Marvel Universe, then you know this guy is telling the truth because what that happened. <laughs> what a twist. That happened. And and you now you're th- sitting there wondering, well, is she going to ask? And she does. And there's, I think in that final issue, she asked Carol Danvers, you know, hey, did this, did this happen? Did this actually happen? Carol just brushes her off. Does does not acknowledge anything. If I remember correctly, she just kind of brushes her off. And there's a panel where she Jessica Jones just kind of looks at her and she has this like you're full of shit look on her face, or uh, you know, or more along the lines of okay, this this may be worth investigating to find out if that actually happened. But regardless, that that's why it was kind of all over the place for me. I thought it would be more grounded than it was. Oh shit, here we're talking about Secret Wars and what happened in Secret Wars, and how does that tie into this? Uh, I have to say, I I really enjoyed this. Okay, um, like I said, I like a good mystery. I like the fact that despite the despite it being tied up at the end, Jessica still loses her daughter. She get she really got nothing out of this. Oh yeah, that last panel is her on the grounds with, with her face in her hands and she's kneeling and she's bawling. It's right. sad. Yeah, I mean, I you know I know Ronnie doesn't necessarily Ronnie likes to read comics to escape and to a degree. So do I. But I also like something that really pulls up the heartstrings, you know, and and is gives you something really gritty and sick to bite into. Um, And that and to me, that's what this was. Yeah, no, I I I enjoy a good storyline as well, and and tugging to the heartstrings, things like that. That that doesn't bother me. I think mostly when I say I read to escape, I don't like political stances in comic books. That's where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything politically political about this. Oh no, 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 I didn't think so either. That's I didn't mean this. I meant the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> that dark dark time in source material history <laughs> oh ronnie <laughs> i think that brings our discussion about jessica jones uncaged can i read you the 2019 calendar no <laughs> gosh 
well, let's see. We're closing up shop here. I think we're going to get to our plugs. I don't think there's much else to say about the book itself. I look forward to the new season. I, me personally, I, I'm curious as to what they're going to do with the new season. I don't know much about it. I haven't really watched. I think I may have seen part of the trailer, but well, I mean, she has to deal with the fact that she fucking murdered the Purple Man. The Purple Man. So that's she. She not- didn't. Uh, she wasn't necessarily responsible, but she was there when allegedly Daredevil died. So that's a lot of death in a very short period of time for a woman who was already kind of broken. Well, I hope they, I was impressed with the first season. I hope they do well this second season. Uh, I know Luke Cage will be, because I saw that in the previews. Cage will be in there. um, And, you know, we'll we'll see what we get. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, Ronnie Adams, sir. What do you have upcoming on the Screaming Boy Network? Scroll your second. The Screaming Boy Podcast. <laughs> we need. We need to. We, no. <laughs> uh, on the Screaming Boy Podcast, we, you know what depresses me? Uh-oh. What that the transform the sixth Transformers movie fell off the calendar. Uh, it dropped from the 2019 calendar, which means that my plan to cover Every all hell Megatron. Every time I'm starting plugs, he comes <laughs> off with some harebrained story. <laughs> you know what I hate? I hate cheese. <laughs> Why? Who? <laughs> on the Screen Boy podcast. <laughs> we just, yes, Ronnie. We have a uh episode that's going to drop tomorrow. Uh as we You know what got dropped? This. Transformers 6 from the 2019 calendar. I can't believe it. You know what makes me sick? <laughs> you know what makes me so angry? Ronnie Adams, you have any idea what that is a reference to? My life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Earl Pitts American. All right, go ahead. I, it doesn't matter anymore. No, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Wait, I'm a, I don't drink. <laughs> I would be lying if I said I hadn't thought about it after this. <laughs> after doing this show. Let it be known. On the Screaming Boy podcast, if as we're recording this tomorrow, we are dropping our Let's Go to the Arcade episode, where Jesse Starcher, Pat Mullen, Totally A's Pat, Josh Calandros, and myself all uh, talked about, you know, the American Arcade, you know, where we went and dumped our quarters after searching the couch cushions and 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 breaking the piggy banks and uh, and you know just fed our money into these machines because uh, there was nothing like it uh you know our consoles if we had them uh did not live up to the the graphics and the and the the quality of these giant cabinets with screens in them uh we talked about you know classics like dig dug and the one we missed was centipede Centipede. we missed that yep yep uh but we you know dig dug and street fighter and uh mortal Kombat and teenage mutant ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles dragon's lair the most expensive of all <laughs> sucky games dude and, do you remember uh, do you remember dragon lair's sequel dragon lair 2 dragon harder <laughs> space ace wasn't actually a sequel what it no yeah it wasn't a sequel but yeah i do remember space ace space ace didn't do as well as dragon's lair no it did not it wasn't as good so, yeah but um but yeah uh we talked about that and jesse regaled us with stories of defecation <laughs> um Hey, if you see the yellow tape, do not cross the yellow tape. That's all I've got to say, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do it. You know, air hockey's not that important. (laughs) 
really not that important. Do you not smell the crap? All right, it's here. Trust and me. If, if you if you haven't caught on, someone pooped in the arcade. <laughs> but yeah, we had a lot of fun. We've we've done uh, other episodes. You know, the Empire Strikes Out, where Jesse and I talk about uh, why people hated the Last Jedi so much and why they were wrong. Now, we've got a lot of other you know episodes on the door on, door on uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and right here on the Radio Literature Broadcast Network on Spreaker and iHeartRadio. That's right. Yeah, and oh, uh, social media. You can find us on Facebook, so, uh, Screaming Boy Podcast, Instagram, Screaming Boy Podcast, and Twitter uh, at Screaming Boy PR. Also, uh, a little um, personal thing that uh, actually Cole Marantet, uh was on was on uh, source material. Huh? Yeah, it was on Aquaman, our Aquaman episode. He uh, he actually, I saw him do this, sign up for this, and he inspired me to sign up for Extra Life on extralife.org, which is is uh I will be playing video games, streaming live the whole nine, uh, to up until the month of November, November 3rd, at which I will have a 24-hour live gaming marathon. And the entire time I'm doing this, I'm also taking donations for Children's Miracle Network, more specifically Duke Children's Hospital. Um, so all the money goes to sick children. So it's, it's actually a, a fantastic, fantastic way to, uh, uh, to drop a few dollars. It doesn't have to be anything big. You know, you can do $5, whatever you want, a dollar. But but uh, if, if, you know, sharing monetarily is not in, in, you know, in the cards for you, then if you see it on social media, please share it that way. You know, get the word out to other people, you know, so they can share it, you know, and, uh, and, and that way we can uh, we can get the, uh, the get some green in there for some sick kids. Money right. is what I mean. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Mark Radlich, regalus of tales of the Ow. of the schedule. Uh, you can find podcasts on. You know what bothers me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, people interrupt my my plug for no reason whatsoever. Does it? Does tell tell me in great detail how that bothers you, Ronnie? Mark, no. What I want to know is how much does it bother you when I interrupt you? I don't know. You should try to. Mark, do your plugs. (laughs) Do your plugs. I'm trying to, but you insist on doing a bit. Do I'm. There's a podcast. Um, Take your plugs, Mark. <laughs> tomorrow night on the Rattle of Hugs Broadcasting Network on Spreaker. Do them faster. <laughs> Damn you, Hollywood. Death. Don't make it. Swear. No, seriously, do them faster. <laughs> Tomorrow night on the on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network here on Spreaker and I and iTunes and iHeartRadio and Stitcher. We'll be reviewing the new Death Wish with Bruce Willis. We we've got a schedule change here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. We were gonna do the new Andrew WK, but fr- quite frankly, the new Andrew WK sounds like he he got sentenced to doing P uh PSAs for like suicide hotlines. Ugh. Yeah, it's not good. Wow, really? Yeah. So instead no, well- Seriously, go listen to it. It, it honestly mm-hmm. sounds like he got sentenced to community service, and so he decided to spend his community service time writing an album that's a PSA for, like, you know, suicide prevention. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I'd rather talk about a good album. So we're gonna do, we're gonna review the new Fool Manchu. That's right. Oh yeah, because yeah, clone of the that's universe. natural progression. Ronnie's <laughs> Ronnie's favorite stoner rock band, Fu Manchu, clone of the universe. We're going to have fun with that one. And then Thursday, uh, I have the dubious honor of prosecuting the 1974 Charles Bronson classic, 
death wish. You can hear the excitement. <laughs> and, and he loved it, apparently. <laughs> it's not a great movie. I understand why people like it. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's a revenge, senseless, violent tale. But it's really not a good movie. Mark, have you uh, seen the new one? Yes. What did you think? I liked it. Yeah, good. I did too. It's better, it's better than the 1974 version. This My one mom went and saw it over the weekend. She used her movie pass. She's used her movie pass way more than I have. And better than Red Sparrow, that's for she, sure. She went and saw Black Panther opening weekend. Nice. And I'm, I still ain't seen it yet. Way to go, Mom. How was it? It was good. All right. Um, Jesse, you're going to go see Tomb Raider when it opens up and join me in, and join me and Ronnie on Damn You Hollywood? Oh, yeah. I'd be glad to. Okay. Well, then you got to see it opening weekend. Oh, okay, sure. Seriously. All right. I will. I, I will. I'll, I'll legitimately go watch you it. Have to, you have to have seen the movie by March 20th. That's when the show airs. Okay. I'll, I'll, I will be there. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, we've got uh, Mockingbird. That's, that went up today. Death Wish tomorrow. Full Manchu on Wednesday. And then the 1974 Death Wish on Thursday. The following week is Spring Break. Woo! So you'll hear uh, this show air on the twelfth in its edited form, where 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 Jesse's going to attempt to edit out the snarkiness between me and Ronnie uh, <laughs> and, and then we'll be reviewing the new Wrinkle in Time from the from the Mouse House of Mouse and Ministry America Can't, much unlike the uh, Screaming Boy podcast. And then uh, we have a TV party tonight for Jessica Jones. And then finally. It's Tomb Raider week. We've got uh, source material, Tomb Raider Volume 1 from Dark Horse, Season of the Witch. Uh, then we've got the new Tomb Raider on Damn You Hollywood, which, you know, uh, Robert will not be there, but instead I'll have Ronnie Adams of the Screaming <laughs> podcast and uh, Jesse of this one. And then <laughs> he butchers mine and forgets yours. <laughs> the Metal Hammer of Doom will review the new Judas Priest Firepower. And then finally, we're going to put Lara Croft Tomb Raider Cradle of Life on trial. And that uh, that about wraps it up for me. All right. If you want to learn about Corgi Butts, all Ooh. I ask. <laughs> Do you like it in the butt? What? what? No. Corgi Butt. Corgy butt. Corgy butt. Uh, Do you like it in the butt? I said, what? What? Corgi Butt. We had a great time. It just aired today. I haven't had the opportunity to promote it, but I can tell you right now, if you have not had the opportunity to listen to me, Mark Radlich, Ronnie Adams, and special guest co-host Alexis Haina from Honeysuckle Rose Creations, Get on and talk about Mockingbird and her feminist agenda. Yes, uh, it was the last... I want to say last three issues. It was a three yep. issue series. Okay. Of uh, Mockingbird volume two. Uh, it, it, number one, it was a good story, but there was a bit of controversy that occurred uh, and a lot of neck bearding apparently. Uh, and also there's a, a great five minute rant that I went on that never, but no one, no one got to hear. So at least if you could, you could tune in for the gag reel. That's at least what you can do. You can find that on Spreaker and there's a chapter. I like Spreaker. You can put chapters in there and from henceforth, you can click on gag reel. Just hop right to it. A listen's a listen. In my opinion, I don't care how you get to it. Right. Ronnie Adams. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, go give the Rattelich and broadcasting network, Facebook page, a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. I think if I get a chance tonight, I will post the next, 
next three months of the source material podcast because we have reached March. We may have some content that anybody out there uh, that's listening may be interested in hopping Ooh, on me, an episode with me, us. Me, um, uh, the 20- I've got you scheduled for the next two years, Mark. Don't worry. The many, no. <laughs> okay. So March 26th is Superman, the many worlds of Krypton. Uh-huh. Uh, and April 2nd is Injustice, Gods Among Us, Volume 1, Year 1. It's going to be a good April one. I remember that one. Is Ringside, Volume 1, K Fabe. Nice. Uh, and now, because of the stupid fucking schedule change, April 16th is Monsters Unleashed but from Marvel. We're skipping a week to do a pair of um, TV Party Tonight's. And then we wrap up the 30th. We wrap up April on April 30th with Thanos, right? A double shot of Thanos rising and a revisit of the Infinity Gauntlet storyline brought to you by the good people at Marvel. Oh, it's good stuff. I'll tell you right now. Have you read the Infinity Gauntlet, Mark? Yes, when I was a kid. Okay. Well, I'll tell you right now. Ron, I think it's Ron Lim that does the artwork for that. I, man, I'll have to look at it again. I'm pretty it's sure. Good but stuff. Man, I love the artwork in that, ep- yeah. in that episode. Yeah, that episode, Ronnie Adams. I call that it an episode. I call them episodes because it's my do podcast. You want, you want me to keep going? Is that no. how many? No. We'll go ahead. We'll we'll stop there. Um, it'll show on, up on May uh, on May seventh. <laughs> is He Man Thundercats? Oh yeah, I, now, I know we are going to get a guest for that one. I'm fairly on, on May fourteenth. Is uh, that'll be Clifford? Is Green Arrow the Longbow Hunters? On May twenty first is Deadpool versus X Force. And then we finish up May with Star Wars, the Han Solo uh, miniseries. May get a dueling ogre on for that one. Did you see? Very possible. Very possible. In June. Did you see where (laughs) Solo is actually drawing some heat from their movie posters? No, because they're ripoffs of uh, movie of um, album covers. Right? Are they really? Yes. I did not like that. that. You said that was so much disdain. I found it interesting. Mark found it boring. Apparently. June fourth, he's, he's got a schedule. Got a schedule. Around. Okay. Uh, June eleventh is X Men Legacy Volume One. That'll, uh, be, June... some, that'll be some uh, heavy on the heavy on the Legion. Yes, for that. Uh, June eighteenth is the Fantastic Four: The Trial of Galactus trade paperback from John Byrne. And then finally, to round out June, we're going to take a look at a book that I got from Ollie's oh, JLA yeah. Salvation Run. Yeah, yep. good book. Mark, taking it back to the X Men Legacy. That is in July. No. <laughs> Uh, that is corresponding with the legion series on fox right it sure is ollie all right so like i said rattlich and broadcasting network facebook page we're going to post those there i'll probably post the schedule here later this week uh and and shout outs to anybody who's interested in joining us for any show that'd be great so from ronnie adams from mark rattlich that's right uh and myself Jesse Starcher. Uh, this has been Source Materials coverage of Jessica Jones Uncaged. Uh, I want to wish everybody a great evening. Have wake up America. Later. Bye. Bye. Um, Father, I've forgotten how to music. <laughs> no, Ronnie. No. Ronnie starts doing impressions. Uh, anyway. Of your son. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> who's English, by the way, apparently. <laughs> For some reason, he's British. Father, <laughs> I want to like, bangers and match with me rotten teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's my midnight snack. I need some. Father. At least my kid's not hanging out of his clothes and I'm trying to strangle him. <laughs> I I don't think Mark's child has rotten teeth. I was making fun of British people. <laughs> well, that really makes things so much better, Ronnie. You know you know what goes on in that book? You want to, you want to know what goes on in that book? Tell me what goes on in that book. Mark it in the box. I knew it. I knew it was in the box. I had a feeling. So fuck it in the box. No. <laughs> you have reverted to junior high status tonight. <laughs> Bendis and Gatos. Ten. Weird. Oh, yes. yeah. uh, who has an Wolverine bang? <laughs> Professor X. Good answer. <laughs> uh, wait, I don't even want to go there. You know, um. Sorry. You know! You know! God damn it. Daddy, I want some meth. <laughs> See? I've already got bad teeth. <laughs> <laughs> got rotten teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's not scary. I work around a lot of women, and and they like to threaten to punch each other in the party tit. I have so many business one and a party one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an anatomy expert. <laughs> Is it okay to punch a woman in her party tit as long as you don't punch the normal tit? You, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, are we getting text messages? <laughs> Yes, this is the Listen, it just says stop it. <laughs> Why would you nickname yourself the Vag? I, I don't know. Jesse, I forgot to have to do a podcast. <laughs> That's an asshole. You know he's an asshole. <laughs> With a haircut like that, you know he's an asshole. Yes, dude. Jesse, get out of the show! <laughs> <laughs> Just the show! <laughs> Power Metal Ronnie. <laughs> you the show! Mike, don't look at the calendar! <laughs> don't fuck yourself, Ronnie! <laughs> that was harsh, Mark! <laughs> you bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, Shh. the movies... Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost, so all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service. This podcast is supported by HomeTap, the smart new way to access your home's equity and pay for life's expenses without a loan. Receive cash in as little as three weeks and use it for anything you'd like, from paying off debt to funding renovations and more. The best part? There aren't any monthly payments or interest to worry about. Learn more and get a personalized estimate at HomeTap.com. That's HomeTap.com. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. 
For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.